0: To the Worship Leader Essentials podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together.
1: All right. Well, uh, welcome to another edition of the Worship Leader Essentials podcast, I always coming to you to help you do more with less. And uh, today we have Uh, Here with us, an awesome worship leader named Misty Tickner. How's it going, Misty?
0: Very good. Thank you.
1: Cool. Misty and I have had the chance over the last year to kind of get to know each other, and uh, we've been able to invest in their church and kind of her and her team a little bit and things. And so uh, we've got some people that listen to the podcast who have requested that we have more females on the podcast, Misty. I agree. I agree. (laughs) <laughs> maybe you were the one no, it was no there's been uh, some people to ask, and I think that's awesome uh and we are I can't tell you how pro female worship leader worship catalyst is I mean it is over the top i uh we're always pushing uh churches to think outside of their preferences of male only worship leadership and and all and so um we just wanted to have some a conversation today though because. In fact, here um, in two or three more down the road, we're going to have another uh, episode with Female Worship Leader to talk, talk some uh, multicultural worship leading. But um, in, in this particular one, I want to talk specifically with Misty about what it's like leading worship as a female and some of the things that she's learned that are hurdles, some of the things she's done about it and stuff like that. So we'll get into that in a minute. First of all, Misty, let us know a little bit about you.
0: Okay, so as Austin said, I'm Misty, and I'm currently serving um, at a Baptist church in Liberty, South Carolina, a little small town. Um, We're kind of in the upper state of South Carolina. It's going really great. We are a church that has somehow grown through COVID, and so that's been really exciting to see.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, in case you're wondering where they are, uh, Clemson University is like a stone's throw away from where they are as a church. So tons of people wear orange on Sundays, I would think, right?
0: Yes, very much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what do you love, Misty? Uh, You've been a worship leader for a while now. Um, What do you love the most about being a worship leader?
0: Probably, and this seems probably super basic, but I really enjoy the singing aspect. Like that's just always been a great passion of mine. I enjoy singing worship. um, It's just a big part of who I am. And so music has always spoken to me. So it's just really cool that God has placed an opportunity in my life where I get to do something that I've always enjoyed. And now I get to use that talent and enjoyment in a church setting. Um, So I'm really super grateful that that has worked out the way that it has. And I plus I've. I love people. And so looking out and seeing people enjoying the music is just super encouraging to me also to be a part of that.
1: No, I love that. That's so good. Uh, people and music. That is a good combo. And we get to do it every, every week, right? Yep. So um, I want to talk about this aspect of leading as a female. And I have no perspective on this because I'm not one. So Misty, we're <laughs> relying on you <laughs> to win the day here, okay. So, uh, just what are some? I just and I pre asked Misty these things, by the way. So she's like, she's been thinking about it. I'm not putting her on the spot. So, Misty, what are some of the things that you've been thinking about that are unique about leading worship uh, as a female, or maybe even challenging sometimes?
0: Um, the biggest thing that I thought of as a challenge was. As a female, as most females, I feel like we have this Wonder Woman mentality that I can do all of it and I can do it without breaking a sweat. Just Mm. watch. And um, we really struggle, I think, overcoming that expectation of ourselves. I know that that's definitely true in my life. Um, I want to be good at all of it and I want to say yes to all of it all the time. And so being a mom and a wife, you know, you think I can just do it all. I'll prioritize my time and I can do this. And um, that's a big challenge because I feel like God just ingrains it into us to take care of people. Mm. And so this job is taking care of people. It's pastoring people. It's, It's not just music on Sunday. It's being a part of their lives and talking with them when things are not going good in their life. And trying to marry that into also taking care of the family that God's given you can be extremely challenging. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that is unique. Uh, That is unique because God did make. uh, It seems to me that there is a unique mama. You know, personality placed in females sometimes, right? So that, that, that that's a protector and the doer and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see females, especially that are moms, like you are, they like never sit down sometimes. They're just always moving around, making sure everything's okay.
0: Yeah. And you enjoy it. Like I enjoy (laughs) taking care of my family, but I also enjoy taking care of my team. Yeah. Um, Knowing that, protecting them, protecting their time and their dedication to the music that they're not being taken advantage of in their time and their effort.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. All right. What else? What are some other things you need?
0: Um, Choosing priorities, which kind of marries right up to that same conversation. Um, Learning how to say no to things when you need to say no to things. Okay. Okay. like God gave us our family first, especially for me, like he gave me a husband first and then children. And then now he's put this great job in my pathway, but he never intended for it to destroy the first things that he gave me. Right. My relationship with him, it's not meant to discourage me and to be upset with God over situations. It's not meant for me to be upset that my family needs time or my husband needs time, but to really be honest with yourself and putting your priorities in the right order is very important.
1: Yeah. Um oh, man, that really is and as I'm listening to you talk about that, I'm thinking about how you know, uh this isn't this gets down into some stuff that I don't want to get in trouble or anything like that, but it it really does seem like there's a when the rubber hits the road, it's usually the wife that and the mom that ends up with the family responsibilities. Okay, no matter what, it's like sometimes, it, yeah, more than fifty percent of the time. We'll just leave leave it at that. <laughs> and so, to be thinking about work and uh, ministry and family and relationship with Jesus and all that as a they're all primary at the same time, almost. You know, mm-hmm. so man, that's a good one. Priorities. Big deal. Okay. What's another one?
0: Another one is which hasn't been huge in this particular job at this church, but I've had it come up in other places being taken seriously in a quote unquote man's world. Mm -hmm. Um, They will, you will ask them to do something and they smile and say, well, I mean, we could think about that. Um, and they automatically just discredit your ability to make a command decision because you're a female. Oh my gosh. And that's not happening, um, like I said, currently, but it has happened in the past. And it's extremely difficult to overcome um, because you find yourself almost trying to prove yourself. Yeah. And that's never a good place to be in um, where you're constantly trying to disprove yourself to everyone because then you're really hard on yourself. When you do make a mistake, the grace component is completely gone. Mm. It's perfection or nothing. And that's a terrible place to live and serve in. Um, And it's just, it's difficult to tell men, especially men older than you, how you would like things to be done. Um, But what's worked for me in the past is just to be very consistent In your decision making, when you've made a decision, just pray for courage to stick to it, and to be um, very prepared whenever you're ready to make that decision. So when they come at you with an argument, or you know they don't think that it's going to work out, that you've got your ducks in a row to prove to them. I've thought about it. It's not a spur of the moment emotional female decision. This is a legit um, solution that I've come up with that I believe will work.
1: What do you think is the reason? Misty, because when you say that, I get a little bit, uh, not like more than irritated, like angry almost that somebody wouldn't take a female worship leader or leader period seriously. I mean, we're like, we're past that and we should, I shouldn't say we're past that. We should be past that at this point, you know? And so what do you think, what's leading to that still in 2022? Why is that still a big deal?
0: Um, I think just by design, God designed us to be emotional, more emotional than men. Uh, And sometimes I feel like that presents itself as weakness, uh, that we would have a compassionate spirit towards something that should just be cut and dry in a man's eyes. And it's not black and white to us. There are a lot of other things that are going to play into that decision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's seen as weakness.
1: Okay. Yeah, there's nuance to that. So if so women listening to this podcast, listen to what Misty's saying and like in all grace I say this and apology. Uh be ready to answer the questions. I think that's great what you're saying about being prepared. And then guys, if you're listening to this, man, as a female, please don't please don't discount. Okay. Emotion is good. Like emotion. And emotion is good. It's not a bad thing. Our problem is we don't have enough. Not that somebody <laughs> else has too much. I think the problem is on us, not on an emotional person. So there's a, there's a middle ground there, but either way. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good one and a, and a frustrating one. But anyway, all right. We've got that tendency to do it all uh, that females have. We've got this protecting priorities, uh, so many things, family, ministry, time with Jesus, other things. And then being taken seriously um, is a challenge for female worship leaders. What else?
0: Um, Those were the big ones that really hit home to me. Yeah. I think they kind of all feed into each other, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. So what are, so what do you do? I mean, you've been leading worship for a while and multiple venues and things like that through the years. So what are some, I hear you say one of them already, and that is be ready, like, be prepared, be over-prepared. Yes. Uh, What are some other things that you try to do as a female leader to overcome these challenges?
0: I um, spend a lot of time talking with other people, other worship leaders, and just kind of feeding off their experiences. Um, And then, of course, this past year, I mean, working with Worship Catalyst has been huge um, in building confidence and being able to say, you know, I've put in the effort I've put in the work. Um, So again, I feel confident in the decisions that I'm making, but it takes that background work that you're doing that no one sees you doing, putting in those time consuming long hours that no one sees. It's not you up on stage every Sunday or Wednesday, whenever your church has service, but it's the quiet time and the time when no one's looking that you are preparing yourself
1: you know, you're saying that as if it's a female thing, uh, <laughs> you know, but like everything that you're trying to do. And this is, I think where, this is where I think it's a little bit different. Um, the things that you're saying are things that men should do, women should do, teenagers should do, you know, yeah. old people should do, like whoever is leading should always be doing the things that you're saying, preparing, over-preparing, being ready to answer, you know, like making decisions mm-hmm. with a lot of data, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the problem is, it seems like a guy just naturally has, can almost wing that sometimes. Whereas you're saying a female mm-hmm. has got to be over prepared. Uh, is that is that am I characterizing yeah, I that accurately? Yeah, I that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what else are you doing to overcome those things? Anything else come to mind? No. Well, let me say one other thing that I think to overcome that, uh, because I know your situation and I know your pastor and I know kind of how you guys. Uh, how, how the church functions a little bit. And so um, one thing I think is really important is that the pastor lead the way in building credibility for the worship leader, whether that Mm -hmm. be male or female, but it might be that with a female worship leader, that takes even a little bit more work. You know, would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. Um, It means a lot to me that, um, so as a female, you have to work with men on your team, uh-huh. and there are men that are just absolutely intimidating. Um, they're intimidating in the way that they present themselves physically, but also sometimes just in the way they speak to you. Even if it's not their intention to be that way, they're just yeah. you know a dominant personality or a deep voice, or you know all those things feed into how you perceive what they're saying to you. Yeah. And so in those situations. It has been extremely helpful to be able to say, you know what? I think it would be great if me, you, and Bobby sat down and talked about that, which is our pastor. And just to have, if you feel that uncomfortableness or intimidation, it's okay to ask your pastor to be a part of those hard conversations. He should want to be there to support you during those times.
1: Oh, that's such a, that's such good advice. That's such good advice. That's really, really good. And man, once the pastor then defends you, then right. all those other conversations should at least back off, if not completely go away. Um,
0: yeah.
1: that's really good. So the gear that I want to shift here is I want to talk uh, a little bit about how pastors see worship leaders anyway. I think that's a good transition into this. So, um, you know, if you were to think about and and, and uh, I don't know if you know this or not but sometimes pastors and worship leaders don't always speak the same language. You knew that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's like For
0: sure.
1: Yeah, it's like completely it's like Russian and, you know, English or whatever. It's totally different. Sometimes. So, um what are some things that you would what you would like uh pastors to know about worship leaders? You know what I mean and this can be from a female perspective or just a worship leader perspective. Like what are some things that you wish pastors really knew about who worship leaders really were?
0: Hmm. I wish that pastors saw worship leaders as a bigger part of the service. Hmm. Um, I grew up, you know, in South Carolina, the Bible Belt of the United States and a lot of Baptist churches. And it was the singing and the choir gave a special and then the pastor spoke and sometimes none of that was cohesive it didn't go together at all you mm-hmm. would just you enjoyed the music you participate in the music and then you hear a sermon yeah and i really wish that pastors would embrace the relationship with the worship leader that you could really enhance the whole sunday experience if you would join forces and work together on that service um, speak to your worship leaders weekly. You should be a team and know one another. And that goes right along with helping and supporting. Like if the female leader needs your support, you've already built that relationship together to feel, you know, a confidence in one another. So if you come to him and you say, I need help in this situation, He already can trust that this is real. She's not just being an emotional female and now I've got to come and save the day. He's going to respect what you need out of that situation.
1: That's really good. You know, um, back to that first thing you said about worship leaders, a bigger part of the service. I remember, I think. The very first church where I served uh, almost the whole church was senior adults. And they came from a culture. Now they were like, I don't know. They probably were, I mean, they'd be a hundred years old now. So, I mean, they were, (laughs) they lived through world wars and all that. And they called it a preaching service. Yes. It wasn't a worship service or a service or Sunday service. Mm -hmm. It was a preaching service. And so the music really took a back seat, right?
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Because they would, they would ask you, did you go to preaching this week?
1: (laughs) All right. You've heard that, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes.
1: That language hangs around the South a little bit longer, I think. <laughs>
0: I think so. Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Welcome to South Carolina and Misty Tigner, right? <laughs> um so uh Misty, what are a couple things over the last year since we've been able to work together or just anything that you've been, you know, studying and doing and things like that? What what you what have you learned over the past year? Uh, one or two things about being a better leader, a better worship leader?
0: Um, There are a couple of things that when I thought about this question that have really just stood out all year long, it's been a struggle and something that constantly keeps coming up to address is to always pursue unity in our team and Mm -hmm. in our staff. Um, Like I said, we have had the privilege of growing through COVID And with that comes growing pains. And, you know, Satan doesn't like it if we're winning the lost and if we're doing well in our community. And so if he can't break apart the church itself, he's going to attack the staff that's driving that train to begin with. And so this year, it just keeps coming up to pursue that unity because it's not just going to happen naturally. You naturally drift apart. You have to on purpose pursue the unity and in doing that you have to believe the best in one another mm. um when you see when you hear something from maybe someone in your congregation you need to think to yourself is that really the character of my pastor mm. is that really the character of my children's pastor and put that in check with it instead of just automatically running with oh my gosh i can't believe they would do that how could right. they act like this right but come back to what you know the true character of that person would be and just believing the best in them. Even on bad days, we all have bad days, but to believe the best in them. And that will help you to stay unified. Even, you know, in staff meetings, we all have our own opinion. And male, female, we all have our different opinions. But we should constantly, when you leave that room, be a united front to the church.
1: Yes. And just to
0: continue. Yeah, just you have to continue to pursue the unity. That's been really huge this year. And also to constantly put an attitude of um, just being overly critical in check has been a big deal for Mm -hmm. me this past year. Extremely critical of myself and then that rolling over into other relationships. And I would find myself either vocally or just inside my mind, criticizing others. Oh, I wish they had done a better job. I wish they would put in more effort. How can they not see this as important? Yeah. Um, but we're not supposed to expect perfection like that. Something yeah. that I learned from Worship Catalyst this past year, and I really have tried my best to put into practice, is the statement of excellence is doing the best you can with the best that you have. Yeah. And that's all God wants from us. Yeah.
1: That's so good. I love the things that you talk about are unity, excellence. You talk about, um, you know, being critical or not being critical. And you know what I love about all those things is that none of them have to do with playing a B minor seven or, you know, getting <laughs> the drummer and the bass player together or picking the right song or whatever, which all of those things are really important.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just that what you've seemed to have landed on, on the, your top of your mind response to that question is personal stuff in terms of being a better follower of Jesus, really, you know, and those kinds of things matter because then they affect literally everything you touch. And if you don't have unity, right? None of the rest of it matters, you know, absolutely. If you don't have a, a spiritual excellence, uh, then none of the rest of that stuff matters, you know? So I love it. I think that's so great, Misty. All right. Female Misty has just led us In a great conversation, (laughs) we are going to do, we're going to have more females because we have a lot to learn as worship leaders. Yep. And we learn from everybody and we learn from, uh, we learn from everybody. So I want to say thank you, Misty, for coming on the podcast today.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you letting me be here.
1: Oh, you bet. And, uh, uh, any, uh, any, any uh, time on a Tuesday, every Tuesday, we drop these new episodes. And so we would love for you to subscribe. Also, head over to our Instagram page for two minutes. Every single week, we drop a, a theology nugget on worship. It's called Two Minutes on Worship. And we'd love for you to check that out on Instagram. So uh, anyway, God bless you. Uh, God bless you, Misty. God bless everybody else. And we'll talk to you next week.
0: See you. Bye-bye.